to Anything is Doosable. I am your host, Lee J. Doosable. And my next guest, to me, is the best cornerback in the league. It's not even up for debate. Should win Defensive Player of the Year. Was a former teammate of mine. Is the starting corner for the New England Patriots. Welcome to the Man Cave, my guy, Steph Gilmore. Steph, man, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm good, man. appreciate you taking some time to speak with us today. Of course. So uh, you just left the Pro Bowl, man. Just just tell us your experience. Now, I know you went in 2016, and last year you were voted to go, but you guys were in the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl. So just explain your experience at the Pro Bowl this year. It was a great experience. Um, like you said, last year I wasn't able to go because, you know, playing in that big game. But this year, you know, I enjoyed it. You know, the family came, the wife, kids. Um, they enjoyed Disney. They enjoy Universal Studios. And, you know, it was just basically a vacation, a free vacation. Yeah, definitely. I saw you actually uh, participated in one of the skills challenges. Explain that. I think you were going up against Russell Wilson. Uh, I seen you actually caught a pick. How hard was that? And, and did your DB skills help you in that aspect of getting that interception? Oh, for sure. It did help. Uh, it was very tough because actually Russell Russell Wilson tried to, you know, I told him to see him because he, he had the shades on, and I couldn't see the eyes. I couldn't see the eyes, so I really had to judge the ball well, and I was able to get him, like, one time. So it was fun. Yeah, I think he talked about that, too, putting on the shades so the DBs really couldn't see where he was setting his eyes at and which target he was hitting. Uh, it's, it's almost a cheap move because in a game, you, you're going you're gonna to be able have to see your receiver. You can't really put shades on, but it was, it was all fun and good, all a good time. It seems like you guys had a really good time out there. Let's go back a little bit to 2016 when you were with the Bills before you left and went to New England. Um, me and you actually had a conversation that offseason because we were both going into free agency about, you know, certain teams we were looking at. And I ended up, you know, going to San Fran and you ended up going to New England. And I remember our conversation uh, and you told me that, you know, New England was kind of hot on you. And I was like, man, Steph, you sure you really want to go there? Because, you know, we had always been taught to not like those dudes, man. We really despise them. I mean, we even got into it with them, I think, that year before the game uh, when we went up there to New England. So so what really, you know, brought into your decision to go to New England, you know, after especially being with a rival in Buffalo for the previous four years? You know, I just felt like, um, you know, I needed a new start. And, uh, you know, I was going away with all my options. And, you know, when New England came to the table, I just felt like it was the right place for me. You know, Coach called on me, you know, really wanted me. I felt wanted. And, um you know, I think he saw me play the last five years of my, of my career. And he saw what I could do. And, you know, he, he wanted me. And, you know, I wanted to go somewhere where I can contribute to a winning team and, um, you know, do whatever I can to help the team win. Well, you ultimately made the right decision. I mean, you went to the two Super Bowls in your first three years there. And, and this year, you really took your game to the next level. I mean, you were already playing at such a high level. Just tell me what it what it means to you when – You've already won a few Defensive Player of the Year awards, the the big one coming up uh, this week at the Super Bowl NFL Honors. I mean, to me, you should be a shoe-in to win that just because of what you've done on the field. But just talk about the recognition you've got for the media and and more importantly, your peers. When you hear guys like, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and and Keenan Allen come out and and say they respect your game. Just talk about that a little bit. You know, it's big, you know, because, you know, it's one thing, um, you know, getting recognition from the guys that you play against. And, you know, fans is always great, but, you know, they don't they don't see, like, you know, 
play in and play out. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get respect from other teammates and other players, they actually see what you go through. They actually see the work you put in. They actually see you making plays, you know, how you making plays. So it's always good to get the, that support from other, other teammates and other players. Yeah, and you, you talked about it, what you do, play in and play out. Let's let's go into some X's and O's in football and, and talk about exactly what you do, play in and play out, asking to guard the number one receiver on the other team. Because I've had some debates, and I know you've seen it on Twitter, I've had some debates with some some guys, some guys that actually played in the NFL, and, um, you know, talking about this defensive player of the year award, you know, a lot of guys were saying, you know, why didn't uh, a T.J. Watt or the uh, um, Tredavious White when they are being contention for this award. And my explanation was they don't do what, you know, Steph Gilmore does. I don't think people understand how difficult it is to take the number one receiver, play in and play out. And not just, you know, on Sundays, but you got to you gotta practice that during the week. And what that does, does to your legs and your body, it, it almost kind of takes a year or two at the back end of your career off. And I was actually talking to Revis about this the other day. And he even thought about maybe later in his career switching to safety just because how hard it is to follow and shut down a number one receiver with no safety help playing and play out. Just just go into details like what what your job requires you, you to do week in and week out. You know, it's just very tough. Um, you know, like you said, um, in practice, you know, preparing each and every week, you know, following on the practice field, you know, studying your opponent, you know, and not and not going into that, you know, going against the number receiver, you know, that's a tough job playing and play out. And, you know, um, you know, playing with, you know, mostly, you know, lockdown man-to-man coverage each and every play, you know, you really have to focus um, each and every play because, you know, it only take one play, you know, to, um, and it can alter your team, you know, it can be a bad play, you know, and, and you know, they can lose the game. So you really got to focus playing and play out, you know, really focus on your technique, um, because, like I said, you know, one mistake, you know, you can cost the team when you when you put yourself in that position. Yeah, and it's great that you said that and explain what you do play in and play out. Because there's been a big debate about what a zone cover corner is, what a man to man cover corner is. And my argument was when I was talking about you and compared to like Tre'Davious White and some of the other corners in the league is I think Tre'Davious White definitely deserved All Pro. I mean, he's very opportunistic when the ball came in his. His area, I think he tied you with six interceptions this year, but he didn't cover the number one receiver, play in and play out. And to me, you don't get, you know, the ball thrown at you that much when you're in zone compared to man to man. When you're when you're taking the number one receiver, you know they're gonna try to force feed the ball to them, you know. So like a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, they're gonna try to get him eleven targets a game. A guy like Amari Cooper, he's gonna try to get eight to ten targets a game. And uh the thing is, I separate you. In a, in, in a group with like Dion, who was the originator of this, and then you got Champ Bailey, and then Revis took it to the next level, and then you. I think there's a big difference. And people said that we shouldn't, you know, really categorize corners by what they do. But I think it's something to be said for guys that do the job that you do, taking away the number one receiver. Because like I said, I think that kind of takes a couple years off your career in the back end, man. I mean, I don't know if you want to explain, explain you know, your thought process behind all of that. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like, you know, when you when you playing like um, you know, the style I play, you can't run like it's no, you know, it's like man to man. You can't it's no backing down, like it's you can't call for no one, you know. Obviously it takes a it's not just me on the defense, but you know, it's it allows 
you know, our defense to play free. You know, I got great safeties. I got a great pass rush that helps. But, you know, playing and play out when you, you're going against the guys, like, you know the ball coming your way and, and you know you're on the number one receiver and there's no – it's no, it's no help. You know, you got to get the job done, play in and play out. It could be 60 plays, and, and you know, and, and you cover them in the slide, you come in, you cover them outside. That one play can alter the game, and I feel like that's, that's the reason why my job is harder.